Hairdressing, business, beauty, products, people, interviews, fitness, health, well-being. I'm Nathan Plumridge and welcome to Hair Life. Hi and welcome to episode four of the Hair Life podcast with me, Nathan Plumridge. Um, thank you for joining me. This episode is all about our relocation to a brand new premises and the ups and downs that that brought to the business, but also the incredible beginning of a new business and what that meant to each and every one in it. It's also the uh, episode for me that was the biggest change in my life um, and the beginning of something incredible. So come on this journey with me, um, have a listen, and I look forward to talking to you again very soon. Take care. Hi and welcome to episode four of the Hair Life podcast with me, Nathan Plumridge. Um, thanks for joining me on episode four. This this is kind of a big episode for me because this was a huge turning point um, in my life as a person, but also as a salon owner. And I, I just feel incredibly lucky that I'm kind of getting this opportunity to share my experiences and I can't honestly wait to push this journey further. I know we're only at the beginning, but I'm already loving it. Um, I hope you are. Um, so let's just get going. We had got to a stage where we had outgrown the current site where we were um, and we just needed a fresh start. We needed a fresh start somewhere bigger and somewhere better. We looked at a number of premises, um, but we just kept coming up short. You know, relocating your business is such a huge decision. Um, I think especially for a hair salon, as there are just a number of factors that we really needed to, to look at. You know, first of all, it was all about, you know, parking and access. We needed a site that gave us, um, you know, it needed to give us this because we had a clientele who would travel, you know, far and wide to get to us. Um, so we needed to make that, you know, easy for them. Um, you know, secondly, we needed to look at like additional footfall um, just to help us enable to, to to grow and grab the opportunity for additional business. Um, but the most important thing for me at the time was it really did have to feel like energy. Um, I needed it to have that family feel, you know, somewhere we could call a new home because um, I wasn't moving again. You know, this was it. And I needed to make sure that my team were happy because, you know, exactly like I spoke about in the, the previous episode about culture, I needed to make sure that that energy culture continued through. Um, and ultimately, they were my priority. My team were the priority. So, you know, because we spent you know, 14 incredible years at that previous site. So it, it had to be right. I needed them to be on board. So we looked at like city centre locations um, and they ticked, you know, some of the boxes, but they obviously lacked in others. Um, and we were also kind of surprised at how many clients that when we spoke to them about kind of moving, 
they just said that they didn't want to go into town um into the sort of city and i was really surprised I th- maybe that is because of the culture so after one particular day um with my dad um looking at you know other properties uh we ended up in my, my kind of mate's pub uh in a local little village near us near topsham uh, and i ended up chatting to a trio of brothers who owned a successful farm food uh, site that was not far from the salon uh and they basically told me that there was a unit that was becoming available. Um, and before we looked elsewhere, they were like, hey, look, you know, come on over, see what you think. Uh, and then we'll take it from there. So a few days later, uh, I popped over to see uh, Michael, one of the brothers, um, and check out the space. And my first impression of the space was actually like, oh, shit, this is this isn't great. Because basically it was... It was an office space and it had four internal offices um, and it was a bit of a wreck and it just, it didn't look like a salon uh, and was it ever going to be good enough for that space? It was going to need a major refurb and I mean major refurb, um, but there was something about it that I could, I could kind of get a feel. It had, you know, window, um, windows, windows uh, all to the front that overlook the fields and lots of beautiful trees. And actually at the time when we went, um, all of the cherry blossom was in full bloom. And if you can imagine, you know, gorgeous white and pink cherry blossom, um, that kind of started to get some emotional feeling there because it, it was pretty. But there was also just plenty of parking and it was like, tick, okay, this this could work. So I decided to have a really good look around um, and I could see there were plenty of people using the site's facilities and there was, there was a huge cafe, which obviously was a, another bonus for the business. So what I did was I did my due diligence. I spent a few weeks coming up every day and I took a clicker counter and I started to count footfall at the site um, to see if it was a if it was a goer. And I I would honestly say to any of you as a salon owner or a hairdresser and you're looking to do stuff, just make sure you do your due diligence because it's one of those things that, you know, you can see a site. But if for whatever reason, you just don't spend some time around it, pick the morning, the afternoon, the evening, and just see what's it feel like. Who are those people that are passing? Who is your client? Does your client fit? Because that that was where we were at that time. It was all about fit. So based on the numbers and that internal feeling that I had, um, and it was growing every time, every day, I was like, yeah, I can see this. I can see this, this working. Um, but we had to be 100% sure. And honestly, I, I remember uh, taking my dad and he was not convinced at all. You know, he is my business partner. I have to remember this. Um, he walked into the space and he was like, what the hell, Plumridge? He was like, this is the potential new salon. He was like, oh, no, I don't like it. It's upstairs. I can't see why you'd want to move here from like where we are now. And 
that was a real struggle. But I think once I'd explained my reasoning, dad started to kind of understand but I don't think he was ever truly convinced. And I think a lot of it is because he'd been in the previous salon for, you know, years prior to even us opening together. So he was he was really connected to the other site. Um, so we we agreed and we were like, right, OK, let's get this legal process. Let's let's make this happen. Um, and along with getting the design kind of in place. Um, and that was the next element of the business. I started to work with a client of mine who was a really cool architect um, and he had a really good understanding uh, of what I wanted. This was like new energy. It needed a, a new feel. We we wanted it to kind of be at the time like more natural um, with lots of different textures of wood but still really clean lines. Um, and I wanted it to use all of the light that we had. We started to kind of go down the route of where I suppose we were going to be, you know, living and working a lot of the time. So we went quite natural. We completely gutted the space. Um, and I've got to say, like, ripping it out was, it was a big, big, big job. It was much bigger than I anticipated um, financially. It was much bigger than I anticipated. But once we got the space, I, you know, I think together we created a beautiful like new front entrance, um, which is still with us today. Um, that's nearly 10 years later. Um, it was like a really crazy time as well. I think looking back, my life was just mental. Do you know why? Because I was actually just getting divorced. We were moving our entire business after 14 years. Um, I was getting remarried to my amazing, beautiful wife now. And I was going to be, you know, having a, a child as well with Helen. And I, God, I just look back 2012. You know what a year that was. It was the year of the dragon as well. So the luckiest year. So it was like divorce, marriage, uh, baby, new business. Wow. Oh, and it was also the year of the Olympics as well. So crazy times. Um, but it was, you know, possibly one of the best and most pivotal years of my life. And I will always remember 2012 as being an absolute cracker. Um, the deadline for us was really getting, it was moving quick um, and it was fast approaching we knew that it was going to be kind of April the 4th. We wanted to be ready for Easter and we were almost there. We we kind of got the team together and we had like two days to then empty the old salon of all of the stock and any of the equipment that we were going to be taking. Um, I can remember we like piled it really high in all of our cars and for a couple of days we just spent loads of time in that salon, getting it ready and dressing it, cleaning it, making it feel like energy hair was going to be from this day forward. So um, working with the team all the way through and getting their feelings, um, particularly about the move, had been very important to me. It was a it was a big part. And because we needed them to feel part of the process, it, it couldn't just be my decision. Um 
they've all continued to be absolutely amazing. And the support that they gave me at that time was incredible. You know, we got to opening day and that was a special moment for me and my dad and the team. It was it was very strange. It was very crazy. Um, I think it took all of us a good month, maybe a little bit longer to, you know, sort of settle in. Um, I can remember us running around like headless chickens because it's like we just didn't know where things were. Um, I think the biggest thing that we noticed was that it felt like there was an even higher level also of expectation from the clients. Um, and there was a phase where we really needed to up our game, you know, up our game massively, because when I look back now at the old energy, it was, you know, it was business and it was good, but there was definitely that more relaxed kind of fun element and less about money, you know, and less about progression. It was just, it was kind of natural progression. Um, whereas when we got to our new home now, we, it was more about, okay, we've got to step the level of service up what we deliver. Um, and even down to little things, you know, it was all about the client and delivering an even better client experience. You know, out of nowhere, we were suddenly serving glasses of wine and fizz. We went from kind of Nescafe to cappuccino and lattes with biscuits and shiatsu head massage, um, you know, basins, you know, that did light therapy and I mean, it's crazy when I kind of look back, but we were giving, you know, higher priced services. So we had to, you know, deliver. Um, our clients had definitely got more upmarket as well. And I think a lot of that was to, to do with the site. We could really see the difference with darts um, was making to the business as well. Um, and at one point we just couldn't keep up. Um I think the service level definitely suffered as a result, which meant like we had complaints and the team were also feeling kind of under pressure because like the money was coming in, but the team had suddenly gone from enjoying what they did every day at the old site to suddenly feeling like they were on a conveyor belt of clients who expected more Um and honestly, as a salon owner, that was a point that we knew we needed to act fast. Otherwise, like bad things were going to happen. And I think it's one of the things that we forget as a salon owner that we have to pivot. And I think there's a prime example that in the last you know 18 months, we have had to pivot quite seriously. But we're going to we're going to get into that. So what we decided to do at that time was to talk about it. Um we sat down with everybody and we decided that we needed to look at like the way our bookings were run um, and give ourselves more time, but also give the team more control over their day so they could make it kind of work for them more, but without compromising on service. And we actioned it as soon as we could. And the results started to show kind of week by week. Columns grew, rebooking ratios got better. We were getting less complaints um, and we could see the impact on that period. Um, you know, we had nearly 500 new clients, but we only retained about 100 of those out of the time. And they kind of came once, but they didn't come back. And 
that is a really common thing in kind of the hairdressing industry. Generally, um, most salons only retain about 30% of their new clients each year. Um, and that's okay. Um, as long as your loyal clients only slip by kind of 10% each year and you can, you can fill the gap because, you know, we're very lucky to have incredible clients that stay with us generally for a very long time, but there are little, you know, sometimes we, we maybe take them for granted and they decide to go elsewhere. So, you know, just so we're aware, you have to be conscious of that. So making sure that if you've got new customers, you're not going to retain them all, but if you can fill the 10% and that's great. But it's it's something I've always wanted to kind of look at in the hair industry as well. And this is something we're going to discuss uh, in more detail in future podcasts. But is why? Like, why do your clients leave you? What what did you do? You know, tell me what you were not happy with. What service we didn't deliver on? Um, I just always want to know. Um I think we need to, you know, talk more about this because sometimes I feel like I just want to go up to those clients and say, you know, why don't you come here anymore? Because I want you to be in my business. Like we don't want to lose clients. We want to future proof every single client. So it's something we're going to discuss uh, in more detail. Um, hey, thanks for listening to the Hair Life podcast. Um, if you could be so kind to write a review, uh, that would be amazing. Don't forget to help me grow this Hair Life community by following me at Nathan.HairLife on Instagram and on uh, Facebook. Um, and email me at Nathan at hairlife.com with your discussion topics for the upcoming shows. Um, Thanks again for your love and support and I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care.